find out today how to fend off extinction. I don't want any of you to become a dinosaur, to be left behind, to be excluded from the plan that God has for you. So please pay careful attention today to the Word of God, as I believe God's Word will strengthen you and help you to expand into the areas that God has called you to take dominion in. Heavenly Father, we pray that as we go into your word, that your Holy Spirit would come quickening with mighty power and anointing with revelation life, your scriptures. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, that this is the word that we live on, and we are sustained by your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Amos chapter 6, verse 1, woe to you who are at ease in Zion and trust in Mount Samaria. Well, this is a very interesting passage. It begins with a warning, the word woe. That is something that really should get your attention to let you know that you're going the wrong way. You are doing the wrong activity. And there's something about this that the Lord is trying to give a warning on to help you. So he says, woe to you who are at ease in Zion. Now Zion, of course, would be a reference to the church, to the people of God. Zion, in a sense, naturally relating to the holy city of Jerusalem and the place of worship. Woe to those who are in Zion. In other words, this was a place of great security, a stronghold, really. David, when he initially saw Jerusalem, said, wow, this, this would make an incredible headquarters. I'm going to take this city. And Jerusalem also uh, referred to at times as Zion, really was an impregnable stronghold that if you had it, you've got, a, you've got something that if somebody's going to try to take it, they're going to have a really, really hard time. But look at this. Woe to you who are at ease in Zion, and trust in Mount Samaria. Again, Mount Samaria really being the headquarters for the 10 northern tribes was also an elevated area that would seem to be a position that cannot be overtaken even by the enemy. And years later, when the Assyrians came, it actually took them three years to conquer Samaria. It was very, very hard to crack that nut, but they cracked it and, of course, hauled off the Israelites into captivity. And so there was a warning to those who are at ease. You have to really take those woes, woe to those who are at ease. You have to take it seriously concerning your walk with the Lord, concerning the calling and the plan that God has for your life. You don't want to get casual and begin to sit back and lean back and relax, and you no longer push the envelope, you no longer are exploring new boundaries, you're just now floating along, and you have some comfort, and maybe you aren't in a place of expansion or of, of you know, where you've got a lot of extra, but maybe you have breathing room, and maybe you are kind of comfortable, and you're thinking, you know what, this is pretty good, but my friends, you must not stop there. You must continue to move forward. You know, every year when there are large corporations 
uh, every year, the directors and the CEO, the vice president, the CFO, they, they all get together and they strategize and they try to figure out what can be our strategy in this coming new year to make greater profits than what we made last year. Now, here's the thing. Even if they made millions, hundreds of millions or billions of dollars in profit last year, there's now a new year coming up and they, they are under pressure to make even more. And that is because there are shareholders and shareholders are like, well, we, we want to make money and uh, we want a part of this. And so there is an, there, there is a need to continually adapt and continually branch forward so that you can continue to make more money. In other words, the successful corporations don't just say, we had a good year, we made money. They actually look and try to figure out ways, how can we make even more than we made last year? And that's what you really have to do if you want to move forward, because if you are not moving forward, there's no neutral. I know there is on your car and on your transmission, but even if you're sitting in neutral, the earth is still rotating. The earth is moving around the sun. The sun is in motion in the sense that we are in a gigantic uh, cosmos and a universe. So there, there's still motion all around you. If you're not moving, you're actually going backwards. And I think it's very important to know that. Praise the Lord. You don't want to ever be satisfied with just survival. Well, Pastor Stephen, I'm just happy to be able to get my bills paid. And I've got a little extra and I'm content with that. And I'm just going to hang out here because I now have some comfort. Don't be at ease in Zion. Don't be satisfied with nominal results, especially don't be satisfied with decreasing results. You cannot live on last year's victories, last year's accolades, last year's high water moments, because this is a new year. And you might say, well, Pastor Stephen, last year we won the championship. We just want to kind of you know, just, you know, enjoy that and extend that, that sense of victory. Well, that's nice that you're enjoying that. It's nice that you're the champion, but now you've got challengers. And now that you have broken through into a position of, uh, of victory and, uh, you, you know, you're starting to see some results. Uh, that doesn't mean that the other adversaries, the other opponents are just going to say, well, let's just, uh, kick back and let them have it. No, they're going to come after you. They're going to want to take your crown and they're going to want to try to remove you from your position. So you have to be willing to keep moving forward because there is more that God has for you. And I think that's the main thing. The reason that you don't want to shut down, even if you're in a place where now you're doing pretty good, you don't want to shut down because God's got a lot more for you. Praise the Lord. Yes, he really does. And for some of you that maybe haven't broken through, but you're looking for that place, you don't, you don't want to quit because God's got some phenomenal things for you. Well, Pastor Stephen, I, I, I believe he does, but I'm just tired. And uh, you know what? I do have a little comfort. I don't have a lot, but I have a little something and I just want to take a break. Don't do that. If you do that, you will stagnate and you'll become a dinosaur. You, you may not think you will, but those are all the characteristics and traits of a dinosaur.
Let me give you a few examples of uh, former uh, former uh, companies that were alive and were profitable and were the the darlings of the American economy that today you have a hard time finding them. Let's talk about a few. Uh, here's one: the Kodak Film Company. Do you remember Kodak? And we even had the, uh, the classic phrase, it was a Kodak moment. In other words, a camera uh, took a picture at a great moment. Well, you know, Kodak is nothing the way they used to be. They're still alive today. They still have publicly traded shares. And uh, it's gone up recently because of some new things they're trying to implement. But they're, they're still just a shell of the global power that they used to be. Why? What happened? Why, how did they become a dinosaur? Because when film began to go digital and uh, people began to go towards the trend of digital, Kodak didn't respond. And you could understand probably why they wouldn't want to respond. They don't want things to go digital. They want people to buy their film and then they can develop their film and continue to sell more of their film. And if everything goes digital, that means people are taking thousands of pictures with their cameras for free and you don't have to develop it it's just right there as soon as you take it and if you don't like it just hit delete and they didn't they they knew it was coming but they didn't respond to it what happened well they now are pretty much in a dinosaur role really the same thing happened for polaroid 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 made uh you know uh, film and things like that uh, actually back in 1978 Polaroid made $3 billion in sales. Well, how do you go from $3 billion to being a dinosaur? They also did not realize that the digital revolution was changing the way people were going to work with cameras and work with film. And so they sat back and didn't do really much. And today they're just really a shell of the company, the powerhouse that they used to be. Some of these companies, they survive, but they, they, they come through it with with uh, hardly anything left of what was the former glory. Some companies are wiped out completely and they are real dinosaurs. They're gone. Uh, they're, they're gone. You can look them up in fossil history. You can find them on Google. You can look up these companies and see that they used to walk the earth, but now they are no more. How about blockbuster video? Remember that? Did you ever go out to rent your video and uh, you, you would take it back and watch it on your DVD at home? And when you're at the uh, blockbuster store, you would buy, you know, the chocolate coated raisins and you would get all the, the gummy worms and, uh, uh, you know, little things like that. And you'd have your own theater back at your house. Well, what, what happened to blockbuster that turned them into a dinosaur where they're, they're now extinct. You don't see any of the stores anymore. Well, what took place was the digital age in the sense that you have new companies like uh, uh, Netflix and so forth, where you could actually download a movie onto your television. And they knew these things were coming, but they didn't, they didn't expand to incorporate that into their, their system. And so uh, they went completely extinct. Um, and by the way, I hope that you're going to move forward with God's plan for your life and not just sit back and say, well, there's nothing I can do. I don't have any power. I don't have any ability. Everything's changing around me. No, God's got a plan, but you need to move forward. Praise God. Or else you might become like another dinosaur. How about Circuit City? 
Remember them? Circuit City, that they were second behind Best Buy. Now, Best Buy is is having a lot of challenge from Amazon, but Best Buy is still hanging in there. I buy some uh, some things uh, at times from Best Buy because at Amazon, you can't try it out. If you want to buy a TV, you know, you can go to Best Buy and actually see what it looks like and uh, and compare it to others with your own eye. And you, you can't do that at Amazon. So Best Buy is hanging in there, but Circuit City, they're gone. And all of those large uh, buildings, those big block buildings, they're empty now. And maybe somebody else has occupied them, some other company, but not Circuit City. They have become a dinosaur. They are completely extinct. Do you remember Borders Bookstore? I used to like Borders Bookstore. It was my favorite bookstore. And me and Kelly would go there and buy a few books and uh, grab a few things here and there. Always get a nice latte and Borders Bookstore is now completely out of business. Filed bankruptcy and uh, they're gone. They became a dinosaur. Why? These companies, they all had the same characteristic. Woe to you who are at ease in Zion. You're on the top. Everything's going good. Everybody's coming in. Everybody's buying your product and your stock's doing well. Everybody thinks you're great. But change is on the horizon. You can never be at ease. Why? Things are changing all the time. Things are moving all the time. And if you're not moving forward, you're becoming a dinosaur. Praise the Lord. Praise God. What about Motorola? I mean, I used to get Motorola phones all the time. I I remember it was only like 10 years ago. It seemed like everybody had the Motorola droid. Uh, All these different phones they would come out with. But who's Motorola today? They're nothing compared to the way that they used to be. They're, they're, the, the company value has gone phenomenally down. Uh, the phones they have today, I, I think they look goofy. I don't know who would buy one because Motorola didn't anticipate and didn't adapt to this changing landscape with new competitors on the landscape, such as Apple moving into the field of uh, smartphones and Samsung moving into the field of smartphones and Motorola sat back and did not implement smartphone technology into their phones where people could do email on their phones, can text on their phones and stuff like that. And so they became, they became a dinosaur and they're, they're still in business. They're still around. But when you think, when you think phone, nobody today really thinks uh, Motorola or BlackBerry or anything like that. You think Apple, you think Samsung, and there's some other big players out there as well. But my friends, you cannot ever sit back at ease and say, hey, I've got money in the bank. I don't need to worry about anything. Well, things come up in life. And you know, you might have to tap into that money that you thought was uh, never going to be depleted. And you know, you, you need to be moving forward. And here's something very important for you to realize. Anytime that you move into a place of self-preservation, you are moving away from faith in God. Well, Pastor Stephen, I've got, I've got a lot of money now. I can, I can just live off the interest. I don't have to do anything but just cruise now for the rest of my life. Oh, really? Well, you're in a very dangerous place when you just stop living. Pastor Stephen, I'm 30 years old. And I'm just going to retire. I've got so much money. I'm going to retire at the age of 30. And I'm just, I'm just going to travel the world. And in a sense, I'm just going to goof off and just float around. Really? Well, we can guarantee you'll be a person that never fulfills their destiny. Because God's called you to do something. And if you're just going to retire and just, you know be only concerned about your self-preservation and live your life for yourself. You will never ever make an impact on this earth and you will never ever have a legacy in heaven. 
Woo, praise the Lord. You'll be a dinosaur. Even if you're still walking around, you're already in the dinosaur category, and eventually you'll go extinct. Your works will not have any uh, lasting or eternal value because you're just all into preserving your own self. Oh, my friends, go forward. Well, Pastor Steve, I'm afraid. No, move forward or die, okay? You must go forward. You must go forward because if you stand still, you're going to get run over. Praise the Lord. And, and you, will, you will reach a place of depletion just trying to maintain, trying to maintain. You may think you're trying to be smart. You're actually depleting yourself. Your faith needs to be moving forward all the time. How about uh, some more dinosaurs? Here's some that are still alive. They haven't gone extinct yet. How about Sears? Really? When's the last time you went to Sears? <laughs> I walked through the mall the other day, I, and where I parked, I had to come in through the Sears store, and I just thought, who even shops at Sears anymore? And it seemed like the entire Sears store was empty, and as soon as you get through the Sears into the mall and the other stores, the other stores were busy, but it's like, who's, who's even shopping at Sears? It seemed so lonely walking through the store to try to reach the mall. Uh, but th these are stores that are faded glory. They're, they're only a, they're only just a fraction of who they used to be. You could tag along Kmart with that. I remember a lot of people used to shop at Kmart, but today, uh, Kmart uh, and Sears both, they just got walloped by Walmart and Amazon companies that said there's more way to increase. There's more way to move forward. There's more way to expand. And they're, they're going after it. They're moving forward. And these other companies say, well, we have a good reputation. We've been here a long time and people will just keep coming to us just because they know who we are. No, they won't. If you have better prices and better quality over here, the people are going to go over there. So if you don't adapt, you become a dinosaur. If you sit back at ease in Zion, uh, if you sit back at ease in, in Samaria and say, oh, nobody is getting in here. Well, it may take them a little while to get in there, but eventually they will because you need to be moving forward. Praise God. How about Toys R Us? I remember, you know, taking Abigail, my youngest daughter, to Toys R Us. Even my older children, Matthew and Jennifer, we'd go to toy, uh, Toys R Us and buy maybe a remote control, this or that, or something like that. And, you know, all these different toys, and it's gone. It's a dinosaur, completely extinct. Don't look for Toys R Us. They're not on the American landscape anymore. They're completely gone. The other, others are barely hanging on. Remember Radio Shack? You'd have one almost every corner. Well, maybe just a few in the, in the state, if even that. They're, they're pretty much gone off the scene as well. See, these companies all endeavored to rest on past accomplishments and saying, because of our glorious past and because of what we've accomplished, we have a right just to stay around and people will come. No, they won't. Things are changing all the time. If you go back to the 1950s, the mid-1950s, and you look at the Fortune 100 companies, the top 100 companies in America, out of 100, 90 are gone. They're not even in existence anymore. Wow. I mean, these were multi-billion dollar companies gone. You can't find them. They're all dinosaurs, <laughs> except for a few, 
except for just a few. I think only 12 uh, actually are still around today. What happens if you yourself or a company or a ministry or a move of God just sits back at ease and says, everything's going good. It's just going to be like this because this just, just the, we, we will put it on autopilot and we'll just let it run and it'll all turn out good. What will happen? I'll, I'll tell you exactly what will happen. It's in this same chapter, verse seven, Amos chapter six, verse seven. Therefore, that, that's because they're at ease. Therefore, they shall now go captive as the first of the captives and those who recline at banquets shall be removed. So you're either going to go into captivity, such as bankruptcy, or you're going to go into a place where you are removed and you're gone. You're, you have to shut the business down. Uh, you have to, you have to, uh, you know, just say, Hey, it's not working anymore. Let's cut our losses and close it out. You're removed. And another takes your place. Why? Just sitting back at ease, taking it easy. You, you lost your hunger. You lost the eye of the tiger and things uh, kept moving and others rose up with strength and passion and the, they replace the passionless. They replace those who've become complacent, who are not thankful, who are not appreciative and who are not pioneering into new things. Pastor Stephen, what is the cure for extinction. I I don't want to be a dinosaur. I don't want to go extinct. What am I supposed to do so that I don't fall into this place of being at ease and just cruising and not having concern and not really having a hustle? I'm talking about a divine hustle. How can I avoid extinction? I'm so glad you asked. My friends, God designed you to live by faith. And you need to have a faith project. A faith project feeds your faith. I'll just, I'll just be point blank with you today. What specific thing are you believing God to do in your life? Well, I, I can't really think of anything, Pastor Stephen. See, that, that's why. That's why maybe already you're starting to see things get frozen and get locked up and, and the movement stopping and the gears getting seized up and the dinosaur plaque beginning to get brought out because you're not going after anything. You just think, well, if it's meant to be, it'll just happen. No, it doesn't work like that. Jesus said it's according to your faith, not to just some kind of, you know, just like, well, whatever will be, will be. No, if you leave it to that then it's going to go negative because the world is in a state of decay from the perspective of the second law of thermodynamics. Everything's breaking down. And so in order to uh, overcome that, you need to have more energy. You need the energy of God, the strength of God, so that you're moving forward with faith, which is a powerful moral force that says we will go upstream. We will expand. Oh, Pastor Stephen, you don't know about the economy. Banks aren't lending. You don't know about the, no, 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 no. I know about the word. That's what you need to know about. Faith needs to be ever increasing because you can't hold a neutral ground. If you're not increasing, then you are losing. You are gaining ground every single day. What are you believing God for? What faith project are you believing God for? Mm, praise God. Because if you're not, if you're not moving ahead, you are in danger of going into extinction. Your faith desperately needs a project that will challenge you, that will inspire you, 
that creates passion in you, something that you want to see God do in your life that takes the help of God to do it, that's beyond your own natural ability, that will take God's hand. Okay, that's what your faith is for, to believe God, to believe God to do something great and mighty that brings glory to His name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Move your faith out of a position of maintaining and into a position of expansion. The Bible mentions ever increasing faith, ever increasing faith. Well, you know, Pastor Stephen, we've, we have increased. Shouldn't we just like rest on this plateau? You can catch your breath, but after you've catched, uh, after you've caught your breath, you better keep moving you better get right back on track and keep moving forward. You'll never out resource God. You'll never out tap God. You'll never say, well, this is all God could do. Uh, let's just shut it down. No, God is unlimited. Why would you stop when he could do so much more for you? And he wants to do so much more for you, but he needs your faith. He needs your faith. He needs you to not be at ease in Zion or in your, your Samaritan city of comfort. Praise the Lord today. Hallelujah. Let me give you an example. What's the largest offering you've ever sowed? Well, Pastor Stephen, you know, uh, back in 1983, the, I, I sowed my largest offering. Oh, well, are, aren't you going to try to break your record? Well, Pastor Stephen, why would I do that? So that your faith can grow and so that you can go into a new level. And so that those who've never heard the gospel, by the way, since 1983, there's been a lot of people saved coming to the church. There's a lot of, there's been, there's also been a lot of people born who don't know the Lord. What about them? We need offerings to bring the gospel around the world to the, uh, to, to the unreached, to the lost, so they may hear. Oh, glory to the Lord. You know what? People are born every day. We're over 7 billion on a population right now on the planet, and more people are being born every single day, and new generations are being raised up, and they've never heard the teaching of the Lord Jesus Christ. What are we going to do? What's the largest offering that you've ever sowed? Think about that, and you, you, you should have faith. I'm going, to, I'm going to outdo that this year. That should be your faith project. I'm going to, you know, you, you can let the Holy Spirit lead you on these faith projects, but that's something that me and my wife, we take seriously. We know, we know that barriers are meant to be broken. I'm not just talking about, you know, world records of a hundred meters or, you know, let's see how fast we can fly an airplane or, you know, uh, how far that we can send the satellite out into the solar system. I'm talking about other types of barriers. Your giving barrier. You need to break that. Hallelujah. What's the largest seed you've ever sown? Break it. Proud, uh, hallelujah. By, by faith, go where you haven't gone before, and you will break into a new, a new arena. What's the most money you've ever made in a year? Are you just content to stay at that level? Well, Pastor Stephen, I can get my bills paid. Well, that, that's not what this is about. Your faith is supposed to be increasing. You're in a dangerous area. If you're just wanting to be at ease because now, now you're doing okay. We're not talking about doing okay. We're not talking about just re repeat, repeat, get the little raise, repeat, repeat. And we're, we're just keeping pace with, you know, uh, 
you know, inflation. No, we're talking about going into new areas, pushing into new areas, using your faith on purpose as a tool, just as, as a mechanic can take a wrench or a screwdriver and use it and work it and, and make something work the way it's supposed to. You can take faith and use it as a tool and work your faith to take you in the places that God wants you to go. Hallelujah. You can do it. Your faith will work for you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. You may have realized you can't live on yesterday's manna. And God told Moses, tell the people that when you gather the manna, which is what you're supposed to be eating in that, in that now day, in that now time, tell them don't keep it, don't store it overnight because if they wake up in the morning, it's going to be rotten. There's going to be worms in it and it's going to stink. Well, there's always some that I guess for whatever reason, uh, just don't believe God and they have to walk it out to experience the, the negative effects. And sure enough, there were those who kept it overnight, wake up the, and the next morning, there it is worms in it and it's stinky. And you, you know what? You can't do that. You need, you need fresh manna. Uh, by the way, the miracle of it was, is that going into the Sabbath, before they went into the Sabbath, the Lord gave them permission to store up for that day, and it wouldn't rot, and it wouldn't stink, it wouldn't have worms in it. But any other day that you tried to do that, uh, you, you, can't, you can't make that happen. You need fresh manna for the day. You need fresh revelation. You need new ideas. You need new anointing. You must keep moving forward. In other words, you need to keep using your faith. You need to expand. You need to increase, or if you don't, you can find yourself just kicking back. You're at ease and you're saying, hey, you know, uh, I'm doing pretty good. I don't need to really push anymore. That's how dinosaurs went extinct. That's how global companies are no longer on the face of the earth. They're completely gone, dissolved. They don't exist anymore. My friends, you must move forward. That's also how moves of God faded out. Oh, the glory was once there. God was doing great miracles and signs and wonders, but the faith just began to wane and the prayer life began to fall off. And they thought, well, hey, but we, we're established now and we, we have money now and we have, we have crowds coming and we can just take our ease. And they took their ease and the glory lifted. And the next thing you know, the people aren't coming anymore. Uh, the, the income is dropping. Uh, but the most important thing is the, the reason people don't come is because the, the absence of the glory praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, my friends, whatever your calling, whatever your occupation, whatever your position, whatever your dream is, move forward on it every day. Wake up each morning and pray into that dream that you have and just visualize by faith that thing coming to pass and call in the resources that you need and worship the Lord and thank him for the provision and the doors and the right connections that you need to take the dream forward every day. Take the dream forward. Go to a new level. You can do it. God is with you. God will help you, but he needs your faith. Don't sit back and just say, well, Lord, this is enough. You'll really, you'll not only disappoint yourself, you'll disappoint the Lord. The Lord wants, I really feel this today. The Lord wants to do more for you. I mean, do you actually think that you have, you have extracted 
all from God's resources of what he could do for you. Oh no, he could take you further. He could take you higher. He can take you into a new level, but you need to believe him for it and move towards it today. Father, I pray for your people that if there has been any complacency, any laziness, any at ease in Zion, I pray that they be stirred today to begin to get back into faith, to move their faith project forward with prayer, with believing with confessing your word, with standing on your promises and contending for them by applying works to their faith. Now, Father, we thank you. We thank you that it is a faith project. And there can be areas of this as we walk it out where there, there can be discomfort because we're being moved beyond our comfort zone. We're going into a new area. But Father, we thank you for your strength. We thank you for your anointing and for the joy to enjoy this along the way. We thank you, Father God. Lord, let your anointing for breakthrough come on your people now in Jesus' name to make another big push and to push and the breakthrough into their destiny in Jesus' name. May continual increase rest on their lives in Jesus' name. Amen. By the time this year is over, you're going to be amazed at what God has done for you as you have stepped forward. That as you move forward and you step forward, you're going to be amazed at what God has accomplished in your life. I believe you'll make more money this year than you've ever made before in any other year. I'm not saying you haven't had some good years. I believe that this year, when it's all said and done, you do your taxes towards the end of the year, going into the beginning of the next year, you will have made more income than you've ever made before. Please jump up and shout hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Ever increasing faith. As I look at you, I don't see a dinosaur. I see an innovator. I see an entrepreneur. I see a visionary. I see a person who knows the power of God's word and what it can do in the life of a person who believes it. You are blessed and you are going into new realms of blessing. Praise God. Let's take communion today. Praise the Lord. Please grab some unleavened bread and some grape juice. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for it. We pray over it. We consecrate it. We thank you. This is now the flesh and the blood of Jesus, our Savior and Redeemer. Father, we thank you that we refuse extinction. Woo! But we keep moving forward into the plan that you have for our lives. Father, we thank you for the flesh of Jesus. We thank you that he didn't stop, but he went all the way to Calvary and he fulfilled his high calling. We thank you, Father God. We thank you. We receive his flesh now in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's partake together. Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. It washes away all of our sins. We confess our sins. We thank you that you are faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all, 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 all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. We thank you that through the shed blood of Jesus and our faith and his atoning work, that we have a, a position of righteousness, 
of right standing with you because of who we are in him. We thank you, Father God, that, that you have done great things in our past, but the best is yet to come. And we will not rest on past accomplishments, but Father God, we will move towards new peaks, new heights in Christ. We thank you, Father, for his shed blood in Jesus' name. Amen. As you drink it by faith, move forward in the calling of God for your life. Praise the Lord. Woe to you who are in, who are at ease in Zion and trust in Mount Samaria. My friends move, move. God is calling you to come forward to do great things with him. He'll be there with you every step of the way. Be blessed. I'll see you back next time. I'm glad that I'm not speaking to any dinosaurs or people of extinction, but people of faith who will do great and mighty things in the Lord and for the Lord. That's you. Be blessed and stay blessed. Bye-bye. For more information about the ministry of Apostle Stephen Brooks, visit our website at stephenbrooks.org.